Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. I think just like, well, you know what they said in last week's episode, we're still just understanding our capacity for magic. Which I think is ironic, considering that we didn't fully understand our capacity for denial when things were really shit as well. <laughs> I'm still not sure if we're there yet. Well, I think it makes sense because you get born into a world where no matter what you feel or what you know, it's undermined and negated for what should be and mm-hmm. who you should be. Yeah. And so thanks to separation, we end up spending a lot of our time. We're not just in denial of ourselves mm-hmm. and is in the sense of I'm not happy. We're actually in denial of ourselves. Okay. In the yeah. sense of we don't allow ourselves to be as powerful and free as we can be because mm-hmm. of separation. And that's why karma was such a bitch. But in the good way. Yeah. The inescapable bitch that serves a purpose. Yeah. yeah. Because it shows us where we are in denial. Yeah. In denial of the fact that we're unhappy, in denial of our power, in denial of what we desire as opposed to what we think we should desire, mm-hmm. in denial of our truth. Yeah. Right? And let's be fair. Let's give denial her due or its due. That if we didn't have that capacity I mean, for would denial, have, would have died, so. would have imploded. Yeah, I'm a really powerful being, but I have no way to exercise this power. What do I do? I'm done. Right? Yeah. I realize that there's so many. You know, if we were so aware of how dangerous it was, <laughs> you know, and how much to, our souls were suffering, right? right? Or just even of the basic dangers that we faced as children playing outside, completely unsupervised, in a ditch. <laughs> I mean, that's somewhat maybe healthy, but we had to be able to not pay attention to certain things because otherwise we'd be paralyzed as a result of the truth because we wouldn't be able to do anything about it. Well, that's why we go through our karma layer by layer. We don't just go to the precipice of I'm not good enough Yeah. in every shape, way and form. Mm-hmm. We first have a karmic theme. We both first learn the first layer. Oh, maybe I don't get enough dates. Oh, maybe my relationships don't pan out. Um, it, it goes down and down and down and down and down until you get to fuck you universe. Mm-hmm. I'm giving away my power every single which way I can because yeah. I genuinely believe I am totally powerless. Mm-hmm. You can't just go straight to I am totally powerless because if you went straight to totally powerless, you just give up. No, you just you, you sit in that impotency and do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very much and it's funny because evolutionary wise, you know, you learn that and, you know, people say this like it's like a genius comment when it's pretty obvious you know we are descendants of cavemen right so survival was the only thing Mm -hmm. so when you partnered up with someone you did so to procreate for the human Mm -hmm. race you did so to not be killed so quickly because there were two of you so you could run in different directions you know like a lot of the stuff that we do is is effectively just survival shit from ye olden times and yes you know people didn't marry for love then they married for finance, for, for safety, survival, security, for security, yeah. for all those yeah. shit. So we were always wired for separation in a way mm-hmm. because society was wired for separation. We were wired to believe that if we stepped out of that, we were going to fail, that the mm-hmm. herd had a point and 
in order for us to survive it, we had to join that herd, yeah. not be outside of it. Like the black sheep mm-hmm. was an undesirable yeah. sheep to be. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But now, obviously. I mean, it was gone, as good as it was going to get. Oh, yeah. Shoving down all my emotions and just trying to fit in was as good as it was going to get. Mm-hmm. But actually now, having gone through all of that and effectively just giving myself permission to be me, I realized that it was a prison. Yeah. And I have not just survived as me, but for the first time I've thrived. Mm-hmm. I'm happy now. Mm-hmm. And happiness wasn't even an option for me. Because <laughs> you're looking for okay. Can I, I be okay? Even, I wasn't even looking for okay. I was looking for can I Will muster I enough okay? strength and will to make it through another day and find some kind of relief from that pain by lo- making a life that looks like everyone else's. AKA, will I be okay? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I just can't remember that question enough times that that would have been my take. But yes, yeah. I get it. And, you know, we talk about this sometimes, like when people come to see you. Hmm. And, you know, you used to always say, I remember in the first episode you said this, that they come and their questions were always, when am I going to fall in love? When am I going to be successful? Mm-hmm. When really what they're asking is, when am I going to feel happy? Yeah, exactly. And when am I going to feel happy is not something that anyone else can define for you because it's very much an internal experience. So the fact that we're using or were using external measures of happiness to gauge our own internal happiness is just nuts. That's quintessential separation right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like over the past years Mm -hmm. and what we're experiencing now, we're watching that separation really crumble. It's that 3D collapse where all the things that we believed were truths are no longer truths and we're we're seeing them for what they are and yes the people who have done more work who have gone more to their core who are more at one with themselves who all <laughs> or who even can we can go to are in higher consciousness <laughs> can see this world is just a big pile of bs we're watching and seeing how our governments can no longer be the ones who are meant to save us because they never could but we're seeing it now right we're watching. Well, there are see- enough people who are seeing it. There's still a lot of people who remain brainwashed and yeah. who are still very much hypnotized. And I get it. I've been there. We've all been there. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in body. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is over the past couple of years, we've watched some of the things we always thought to be true turn out to be untrue. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are starting to realize that power is only where... It is because we've given it to them. 2023 and 2027 will be years that will keep us on our toes on the very precipice of the sort of reality unreality that we have begun to experience since about 2021 more than anything. I think a lot of the questionings started to come up in 2020, but I think a lot of people really didn't sort of realize or open their eyes to a lot of what had appeared to be or what became untruths until a bit later. And so even if we thought that 2021 and 2022 were the collapse of 3D separation, what we were really seeing were the outermost layers. Like the easiest ones to peel off. Much like you said, when we're first in our karma, we, you know, we'd go to the karmic theme. You know, we try to look at things in a rather expanded way so to kind of keep from imploding because we can only own so much we can only take so much responsibility for our own pain 
and for our own issues. So we do have to go layer by layer because it makes it more palatable and easier to process, right? So there we were sort of dealing with these untruths. Did that really happen? Is that really how the government said it was going to happen? Right? Is, is that where that came from? Is this, you, you know what I mean? Like all those kind of vague global questions that abounded. But the easiest way to understand it was anything that rests in separation, anything that is born from separation is ultimately an untruth. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because separation denies our divinity. And the only, the, the single truth that exists, because everything else is more or less relative, because it's what we create, the only one truth is that we are divine. And when you say divine, I just say the most powerful being in our world. There you go. Potato, potato. Which is the same thing, right? No one, no one can actually tell you what to do unless you let them. And this would be, all these untruths were in all the areas of our lives, right? From either these personal relationships that we were experiencing. I mean, who didn't have a breakup or some kind of breakdown in 2021? Or maybe it was a carryover from 2020. So this breakdown in, in all these areas, right? I mean, any, the tent poles of separation, right? Religion, politics, and economics. And then the personal stuff from relationships, family, etc., communities. We were struggling to really understand and deal with all those issues around integrity. Every one of us had some kind of come-to-Jesus moment. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it was a familial situation, a relationship situation, a financial situation, something came out where what we were betrothed to, somehow we had to eschew mm -hmm. for our own freedom. Yeah. In some way or another. I like using the word shoe in a sentence. I was anyway. like, I'm really impressed right now. I was like, wow, she pulled that one from. Yeah. I don't think I've ever my friends always really tease me about my vocabulary. Every now and again, it comes out. And I think that on a personal level is now what we're experiencing more on a global level. Mm -hmm. Where we again have betrothed our power, we are watching those things crumble. So, what I can imagine, and then if you're going layer by layer, Mm -hmm. because effectively at the core of all of that mm -hmm. is just that these systems were built on separation. Therefore, these systems perpetuate separation simply by existing in their current forms. And what allows them to stay in power are all the values that we have been taught to conform and adopt, right, in order to keep them in place. And that's not, we're not talking about kind of respect and responsibility. Mm. We're talking about hierarchies yes. and masking one's insecurities and feelings not good enough with the external trappings. So what we were forced to contend with and what was such a huge part of the struggle that most people were really mired in is wasn't so, I mean, part of it, yes, was the general social fabric breaking down. But what takes a long time is what is the mechanism that keeps that all in place? Mm, fear. Fear. And, but how do you undo little by little, all the values that keep that fear in place. Well, first you want, you have to do all the healing Or is it that yourself. the fear keeps those values in place? Yeah. Right? Which means the only way to undo any of that is to have a society of healed people so they don't need those yes. systems in place at all. Right. Only then you can create new ones. Right. Which is a fairly scary idea for those who are in power, who occupy positions of great influence and power within those systems, right? Well, I think it's scary for everyone involved because <laughs> yes. 
you know, as chronicled in real time, it feels, mm. facing the truth, that core truth, that we are so powerful that we have made ourselves powerless, mm -hmm. hurts. It hurts a lot. Yeah. It requires such courage mm. to heal. All the million cuts that created that situation, mm -hmm. they all need to be healed. And that requires, as we've said, going through hell on earth mm -hmm. to come through the other side. And you've said this before. It's not like when you sort of wake, you know, you realize your karma and that's what's really painful. It's often realizing that it's always been there and you are just then, you're just finally accepting that. It's not new trauma. It's just the same trauma. Oh, yeah. Right. I think that's what was always weird is that you're not creating new suffering. You're just looking at the suffering you've always had. Mm -hmm. And it's not so much that the truth hurts because it's always hurt. You've just been running away from it. Exactly. So it's more just accepting that you can't run away from it anymore because Ever. fuck this, you've got to do something different. Mm -hmm. And that's when you really have to wake up to the fact that you've been in denial mm -hmm. and your disempowerment is at your own hands. Yes. Which is probably, it is the most painful realization is I had a hand in this. Well, not even I had a hand. I had most of the hands in this. <laughs> I was all the hands. Yeah. In yeah. Rhea's story. Rhea's well, like, just, it was all my hands. I own it. Well, if every choice is, it's your choice to do something to me, but it's my choice to decide how it affects me. Yeah. So how I let it affect me every time is it's my responsibility. It's my choice to play in the story to begin with. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so I think that's where we feel so let down because we've let down ourselves. Yeah. And I wonder whether that's why we've always almost been wired to fail, like, or we feel like we've been wired to fail because we've always been failing. And owning our own power and yeah. owning our own responsibility. Absolutely. Absolutely. It has everything to do with that because that's what karma is about. It's the, it's the very slow way or not so slow way necessarily of getting us to see not only have we had a hand in the world and life that we had created that was causing us so much distress, but that if we can heal that, then we can come back into our power. So Everyone, to some degree, in this period of time, will have to face their complicity. If we thought 2020 and 2021 were fairly shitty years, 2023 to 2027 aren't going to be much prettier. And so what happens is when you go through these sort of difficult, bleak periods, and they, they're not going to be bleak in the same like lockdown virus sense of 2020, where it was like, you know, that's going to seem like a cakewalk compared to what's to come, because as all those layers of 3D come undone, what happens when you start to dismantle something that was sort of held together, a bit like springs, if you can imagine, and you start to release those springs, they fly, right? And so everything just becomes like anything that's, that's attached, it just gets smacked. So if we are still somehow wired to or connected to separation, as in we still are deriving some sense of power or identity from a 3D life, we are going to feel it much more as 3D comes apart. As opposed to some who might already be in 5D or done enough healing work that they are disconnected from the mechanisms of 3D, that they are in flow, that they are untethered, that they are at one with the energies of the 5D vibration and therefore will not necessarily experience the kind of collateral damage backlash that might occur from the 3D dismantling. But it will generally hit 
everyone to some degree, right? That even if you don't get impacted personally, you'll know someone who has. You'll either know someone who has, or it still will bug you. Even if it has nothing to do with you, and even if it won't impact you directly, it still might hit at a core value that you hold, right? I value freedom so much. How could people treat other people like this? I value my happiness so much. It pains me to see people so fucking unhappy. It hurts me to see people treat their own children that way. And it's what do we do about it? It's so difficult to watch as people continue to push others to conform and conform in order to feel safe. There is nothing you can do except, as you have said in previous episodes, bear witness, which is sometimes the most difficult thing to do. But if you can hold that energy, then that just means anything is still possible, right? As in, you stand in the energy of your own personal values, and you live your life in accordance with those values. Not only will you be fine, but you will continue to anchor in 5D energy. Because which if, I guess is the point. Right? Which is the point. Because 3D and that dismantling is going to play out no matter what you do. And it's still part of that game, which you had said before, is I can still see with detachment that this all means nothing, which is true. I mean, that's the game of consciousness to reach the point where you understand it all means nothing. But in order for humankind to evolve and to do what we're doing here, which is to bring oneness to this earth plane, is it has to mean something right now. So we have to care. We have to be invested enough to care enough to want that for others. We can't fear what's to come. There's no point if we've gone through and if we were, if we've survived 2020 and 2021, then I think we have enough fight in us. We might just be kind of tired at some point and just be like, really, there's more. And then there's more, but that's kind of where we're going to be. But we want all of this to happen, right? Because the one thing that dismantles 3D is truth. So while it seems like we dread the idea of more stuff is going to come out and we can only ride that out as long as we are untethered from all of that. And I guess the thing is, truth is fabulous in its freeingness, right? Once you know Very the much. truth, then you're free from running away. You're free from the denial. You're free from the disempowerment. So even if we, it's emotionally, physically, and even mentally, all of it is uncomfortable to bear witness to it, you're also freeing yourself more and that needs to happen. I'm, I'm so tired of watching people unhappy thinking that they have no choice. What? I have a question. What is it? Why did we have to talk about magic before this? We've given you magic. Now we've given you depression. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering. I was like, hey, can we have just like done the sadder episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before magic? I don't know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like magic would have been like a nice like high. Like, yeah. can we like, it's a nice high note. If you think about that, it makes sense because that's what all of this is, right? Like, it's not it's good until it gets bad, even though that's what these past two episodes may appear to be. It's more just, it's a bit fucking weird and there's a bit uncertainty. It feels like a bit of an upheaval. We're learning loads of new things at the same time. And things that sound, in my experience, things that sound bad normally are not at all as bad when you experience them. The reason why fear is so potent is that it's not, it's something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. The right? anticipation is often worse yeah. than the actual Like actually experience. if something bad happens, you just deal mm -hmm. and it's just something that happens to you. Yeah. But anticipating it makes it so much worse. So if you're just flowing and you're with it and whatever comes, you'll just be dealing and moving on with life yeah. and actually it'll be fine. Yeah. 
It'll be I mean, okay. It's a bit like being on that roller coaster. And if you're so scared of the climb, you tend to not enjoy the rest of the ride. Well, I mean, I don't enjoy roller coasters in general, but yes, exactly. <laughs> because that's the thing. We aren't actually in control of our lives. We're only in control of our choices. Well, so can I, can I tell you, I used to be really afraid of roller coasters, just the mere idea. I would never go on them. I just looked at them and I thought that is not for me. And then I saw my younger cousin really love it. And from the time she got strapped in to the time it ended, that girl just enjoyed the, the shit out of the ride. And I thought, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. From the time I strap in, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. I'm just going to let go and just let it be. And just tell myself this is going to be fine and I'm safe and I'm fine, right? I'm, it's going to be okay. And it, I really enjoyed it. That's how I learned to like roller coasters. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like them. Yeah. No, I mean, most control freaks wouldn't no. either. But also, I just, why would I put myself, why would I choose to be uncomfortable for no apparent reason? Well, they're quite fun. I can't do them anymore because I get motion sickness. But it was really important to me to feel like I could get over this fear because it was becoming, it was a bit paralyzing. You know, I would go to Disneyland and I couldn't get on Space Mountain. So it was a, quite a big deal for me. Oh, well done. Thank you. <laughs> Do you really mean that though? You say that somewhat condescendingly. <laughs> I'm like, now this can go on Space Mountain. <laughs> How well does expanded. <laughs> that Limitless. was a really big deal when I was 12. So thank you. <laughs> but then how how does one do that though? How does one strap themselves in for the ride? Because what is happening is that in order for 5D to fully land, and, we're, and I mean like on every level. So if 3D separation has permeated our lives, people were brainwashed who brainwashed their children to pledge allegiance to whatever, and that kept perpetuating and perpetuating. You can understand that the mechanisms in order to keep that in place were really to the very core, right? Right down to the nuclear family unit. So as we're sort of seeing all those co concepts become upended, we're having to really then get to the very itty-bitty ideas, the ideology, those super core belief systems that a lot of people don't even realize that they still have wired within their bodies, right? In their cellular memories. That's how far we have to go. And so as those start to become unleashed, as those start to become challenged, it's going to get really messy because those are the things we haven't looked at. We might have, for those of us who have done a lot of healing work, we might have looked at those on an individual level, perhaps on a generational level, right? If we've done our family ancestral healing work, but have we ever really been able to look at it in its minutia at a collective level? No, because we've never had to undo 3D to this extent. So much like when we're mourning the end or loss of a relationship and we're sort of examining, what did I do? What did they do? Like, where was all of this? And, you know, we built this life together and now we have to kind of untangle every little piece. So we are doing that to 3D. So it's just going to be this like long, messy, awful divorce. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then, so then how do we get through that long, messy, awful divorce? <laughs> we have to get back to what our values are that don't even, they're not necessarily 5D values, but what are the core values that we can continue to take and hold with us, right? So the first one is respect. Which is a 5D value. It is, it is. But I was, my point was they don't necessarily have to be, we don't have to all be 5D individuals oh, five, to be five, able five, to five, practice five, yeah. this, right? Because I don't want people to be like, but if I'm not in 5D, can I? Yeah. I mean, there are 5D people who really struggle with respect, right? Self-respect and respecting others. It's 
not as easy as people assume if you can't respect other people's boundaries. Respecting yourself as much as you would respect others has everything to do in accepting that is it is just as much their right to exist and have the beliefs they have as it is yours. And you're really good at this one. You're really good. Honesty. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think this entire podcast is about you being honest about <laughs> yourself. <laughs> and you were talking about this the other day. You, at this point, like, you're not even capable of a white lie, not without it, like, triggering you so hard. It's very annoying. <laughs> Apart from when it comes to, like, sorry, I'm late, there was traffic. Even those white lies won't serve us. It's the, just own your truth already. Doesn't matter if you're just not a punctual person and you never will be. Just own it at this point. You know why I'm late? Because I'm always late. (laughs) Period. (laughs) You know? I have bad time management. Because at this point, and we had said this before, where it was like, it's, it's no one's business what your truth is, right? But when we're really having to push to this other level of existence, right? To this other level where our core values permeate our entire being and our world, you not only have to trust those core values, we cannot have allow anything to shake our integrity. So this goes back to the integrity bit, right? Which is why they, even the white lies just don't really fly. As Ellen had said, it's also about understanding and believing that everything is perfect, even if on the surface it's not. That's what that trust is about. Trust that everything is that's happening is divine, whether it seems like it or not. Because the belief that something isn't divine or result of the divine is still in separation. So it is important to trust that everything is happening and unfolding as it's meant to. Which is 5D, right? It's that whole it is what it is thing. It is. The ability to have that trust is a 5D thing. As it's unfolding, will not feel very 5D, (laughs) unfortunately. And so the reason we had to record the idea of magic first is, yes, allow a little extra light into your life, but it's also to remind you, and even if there are times when you don't feel like you are powerful enough, you are. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.